All right, welcome back, Sports Medicine Project people, to episode two of our student edition. I've got Justin Smith here with us again. Justin, how you doing? G'day, mate. I'm back again. Yes, back again by a big request. We got some good feedback from the last one. A couple of students and a couple of people messaged in through the podcast page and said that they really enjoyed it. Not just podiatry students, but a couple of physios and an osteo and a massage therapist, which was awesome. So, yeah, it was good. So, what are we talking about today? We're jumping on and we're talking about uh, imaging and mm. we uh, teaching it and learning about it in student world. Um, so, just going to discuss its place in the management of conditions and mm. in the diagnostic discovery phase of conditions and just, yeah, we're just going to flesh that out a little bit more. So, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be going to be good. And this is something that you probably don't get a lot of experience when you are a student because very rarely we obviously don't have a provider number so you're not really writing you know imaging referral requests and the only images you really see are the case studies that you do so i think this is something that you don't really get much exposure to until you you know you're working in private practice well yeah and all, and as you said you get a bit of exposure in maybe electroside yes and often yeah. they're the really really obvious big fractured you know an x-ray of a <laughs> big out, shattered yeah. compound yeah. fractured fourth metatarsal and in reality in clinical practice a lot of the presentations are a bit mm. more subtle yeah. and it's challenging so we want to discuss those subtleties and and you know how to think about it amongst a suite of of options that we have but um we want to kick off with just setting the principle mm. of what we're talking about when we talk about imaging right so mm. Blake, do you want to have a crack at that and then we'll yeah, so when we talk about imaging, I guess diagnostic imaging, you know, we all think x-ray and ultrasound, but it's basically using some other modality to get an image of the body and certain different modalities, you know, pick up, I guess, specific tissue. So MRI might be more inclusive than, say, x-ray that's looking at bone with ultrasound looking at, at soft tissue. But, yeah, that's pretty simply what, what we're talking about. Anything you can add to that? No, yeah, exa exactly right. And us as podiatrists, so there's the four key modalities, the most common ones. There's x-ray and ultrasound, and us mm. as podiatrists, we can refer for those. Mm -hmm. So we're often a bit overly biased towards yes. those sometimes. Yeah. So um, we'll also discuss CT and MRIs, which are just basically more in-depth mm. CT, um, is more specific to identifying bone pathologies in certain scenarios mm. uh, and MRI shows everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk about those basically. Yeah, now I did write this quote in there and I'm going to be interested to hear your thoughts because I haven't shown you yet. So I had written, imaging is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get and most of the time you probably don't need it. <laughs> Anything you'd pick apart with that or it's completely right. Yes, it's uh, it's good. I like a bit of Forrest Gump, if you can yeah. work that in there. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> I agree. In certain stages of your career and your mm. comfort level, um, in your diagnostic proficiencies, uh, you will need it more or less. So, yeah, so typically for students or younger health professionals, um, maybe it wasn't strongly indicated to get the imaging but they weren't really confident in their orthopedic assessment. Mm. Um, but then there's the other end as well, right? So we talk about the well, they definitely should have got it imaged because it, it, if because the consequences of it um, getting the diagnosis right means it needed to be triaged, stay straight yeah. to surgery, yes. different scenarios like that, right? So yeah. we want to just get it right and utilize it to its full capacity and um yeah utilize it when it's indicated yeah and one thing and one of the reasons why i wanted to do this episode and a, a lot of the time I'm, I'm talking to the students about 
you know, imaging doesn't always equal pathology in the sense of whenever we get, you know, an X-ray or an ultrasound or an MRI or a CT, we can't image pain. So we image exactly what's going on in the body, which at times can definitely be helpful, but we can't actually image the person's pain. So, and I'll use the example of arthritis because it's quite an easy example to think of. If I want to get an X-ray of someone's midfoot, when they did have midfoot pain or, the, or their ankle or their hip and it did show they have arthritic change you know, to their joints, we can't be completely confident that one, it's causing the pain and also that it might have been there you know, for 20 years prior to that imaging. So there is a little bit more nuance than getting an image and then saying these are results, this is what's causing your pain because it might not always be the case. Yeah, that's right. So we're using it to um, confirm our provisional diagnoses or perhaps deny it mm. um, so we'll use it in certain scenarios so as you said if there's some there's some midfoot pain and you are suspicious of joint pathology um, and you wanted to check some osteophytes or so you know just something you wanted to clear look at the the, the osteophytes mm. um, and maybe compare them to the other foot um, or see if there's a, a fracture or so, something obvious like that. Um, an x-ray should show that, um, mm. but it certainly, as you said, it, it won't show uh, the ligament structures and all different mm. other soft tissue structures. So it's... Um, or pain. It, yeah, it won't show pain. It's, speci- it's not specific. Yeah, um, yeah. It's sensitive. But it's I a ruling think. out. So a lot of the time, and let's... Use Let's it, dive into ankles, yeah. to, to these, and I and I come up with this, and I know um, th- these four questions I like to ask myself each time, and sometimes you know we're, we're not always perfect, but we've got four kind of concepts questions to think about, you know, when you are thinking about referring for imaging. Mm-hmm. So you want to start with the the first one? Yeah. So um, do I suspect serious pathology? So um, is there a fracture? Is there something odd or unique where? Um, imaging can be really helpful because the stakes are high, mm. meaning that the yeah, worst... Yeah, that's good. The stakes are high. <laughs> yeah, like the pros and cons, the list, the stakes are high. So the worst case scenario, the, the mm. prognosis, um, we really want to get it right. So, so for instance, I could be suspicious. Let's talk in the foot for a second. Yeah. Um, a fifth metatarsal fracture, mm. so a uh, little bone on the outside of the foot, and uh, let's say a, a soccer player got stood on, mm. right? Um, now, I know because we learn about it that a Jones fracture is a particular zone of the fifth metatarsal, mm-hmm. which has poor blood supply, has bad healing capacity, is a mm. poor prognosis. If it's a bad enough fracture, it should be, you know, most of the time managed surgically, right? Mm. Um, often to miss that. Now, it's easy for me to palpate. And if I've got a high level of suspicion and the stakes are high, of course, it's sensible to get some confirmational stuff with some imaging in that scenario, right? So um, if we're suspicious, and so that means you need to learn and start to grapple with understanding your serious pathologies. Mm. And the issue with that is um, in the early stage, you're not quite sure. You just need need to know your red flags and and what modality is most suitable of imaging Mm. to helpful. So that's point one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did add on to that, and you just mentioned it just as you finished that sentence. Even if you are suspicious, you know, sometimes being even a student or a young clinician, you might not have the best understanding of what imaging is probably most indicated. Um, And probably using that example, not in an acute trauma fracture, but say a a stress reaction or a stress response, Mm -hmm. an x-ray is probably not going to be the best imaging modality. It's usually an MRI. So I'd love to get your thoughts. I mean, it's great because we work in a multidisciplinary clinic and we can get the opinions of the doctors and surgeons and and someone like yourself and and talk about that. But for for younger students and and clinicians, do you think it's it's just calling their mentor or sending off to someone that can perhaps manage it better if you're suspicious? 
Um, this is a perfect scenario to have a good relationship with the local radiology place. Yeah. Call the radiologist there and say, hey, because they're happy. They love answering questions. If mm. you've got a question. So let's, and we're talking about an isolated younger health professional that's not mm. sure yep. what they don't have a mentor to call on. Um, and they just, you know, mm. I'd say, I call your local imaging place. Say, hey, I've got this presentation. Just wondering what image mm. I should order. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's a helpful one. Um Student world, we're just learning about it, and you're asking us, and we're discussing those things. But um, you know, if we're digging into to those basics, X-rays and ultrasounds, knowing that there's out-of-pocket expenses for MRIs and CTs for us to order them, but absolutely, like, we'll order MRIs and CTs when they're needed mm. because a couple of hundred bucks in the grand scheme of things, yes. if it is a high-stakes issue, is not a lot for a lot of people. Mm. Um, you know, because getting it wrong is important yeah so. and i've found most people and most of the time what we're getting these imaging they are coming back clear i've never had anyone you know upset or a little bit hesitant you know they're like great let, let's do it i'd rather i want to know you know what's going on i want to rule out the sinister stuff and when you explain it to them they're happy to pay that out of pocket for it to come back and say yep great everything's fine continue mm. as normal absolutely and i love that one of the famous quotes of my, one of our senior mentors here dr health and he says investigate aggressively mm. and treat conservatively in most scenarios yeah. and that principle investigating aggressively if you're on the fence giving people reassurance that okay great no there's nothing major here fantastic mm. we've got reassurance um on a diagnostic side mm. for us for the treat side um yeah so number two <clears throat> will imaging change my management or cause me to refer on to someone else so really really important and this is probably the one i think the young clinician has definitely taught it at university and that's probably what's out there on social media you know if you get and basically this means if you get some imaging results will it change you know what you're going to do mm. yeah it's a, it's a good point and it's something particularly let's talk about the scenario where you've got what we would suggest typical heel pain mm. and it's only been going for a couple of weeks or months and you're quite confident in your you know you can be quite confident in your palpation assessment and your your hands-on orthopedic tests and the history of it is very likely that it's typical insertional plantar, plantar mm. heel pain right and they've got tenderness over the medial tubercle bit of startup heel, stiffness startup stiffness all that sort of stuff in that scenario, and if you're the first person to see it, they haven't had any treatment yet, mm. does imaging X-ray and ultrasound at that point change your management and does it add any value? You know, that's the one where mm. often earlier and we'll see... So if that presents, typically they'll present to, say, a GP or another profession who doesn't treat them, they'll go, oh, well, let's get some imaging and then they'll present to us and we often go, oh, well, we didn't really need the imaging mm. at this point because it didn't change our management and it's so prevalent and common... Um, that we can be pretty confident that it is that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's an example when asking that question, um, will it change the management? And what's the worst case scenario? Mm. Is this a high stakes condition likely? Mm. Um, probably not. Yeah. And a, a couple of easy examples and, and what we hear about, it's similar getting an ultrasound for an Achilles tendon or an x-ray when you suspect osteo osteoarthritis. I know we were talking about this kind of offline. I don't think... Having an understanding, even, and I know the argument might be, you know, to sometimes have a baseline, I don't think, if you're suspecting osteoarthritis or you're expecting a tendinopathy or a tendinosis, I don't think having the imaging results for those, even if it's been chronic and long-standing, will change anything you do with your management. Because we don't know, 
how long, and I'll put in quotation marks, that pathology has been there and it's not going to change what you do. You're still going to treat it as, you know, strength and conditioning or offloading and load modification and things like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a important point. Mm. Um, Whereas, and using the example previous, talking about the Jones fracture mm. and possibly even just a, a fracture as well, if you're suspecting something that's a little bit more, um, I guess, the, what did you say before? Um, high stakes yeah high stakes you know you might be more aggressive in the sense of putting someone into a boot or even completely non-weight bearing into crutches and and things like that compared to you know making them something with a wedge or or not referring them on yeah absolutely and and manage them really conservatively until that clear diagnosis is made and if we're utilizing imaging in this Mm. sense we manage it that way which is a whole nother story isn't it yeah yeah so number three are things getting worse post-injury or is it still getting worse after your management? So when we say post-injury, we're talking about the acute stage. So if someone sprains their ankle and it's been a couple of weeks and things are still getting worse or they're presented to you and you're managing them and doing, you know, we've got pretty good evidence to know what to do for most things. So, and we say this quite a lot, or I typically say this to patients, you know, we've got a good chunk of things that we can do. We would expect some improvement, even if it is slow. So if it's not, we need to kind of have our antennas up to know, great, it's been two or three sessions, 99% of the time this improves, why isn't it? And that might be an indication to refer on for mm. some imaging. Yeah, and this leads into <laughs> the um, the R's that we've spoken, mm. I'm not sure if we've spoken about on the podcast yet, but we'll flesh it out a bit more with our management plan because we're talking imaging and the diagnostic side, the two sides of healthcare, diagnostics and therapies. Mm. So we bounce between them. And as you said, if the on the therapeutic side, on the treatment side, we're working off on a, 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 you know, a working diagnosis and um, we've either got conviction in that, um, but as you said, if, if the management starts to fail or it's not pro- progressing the way we would like, we're starting to reconsider. So I'd say we're reinforcing the strategy because it's working on a treatment side, on the treatment side of the board. Mm. Um, we're uh, revising it and, and um, retweaking it slightly, but we, we need to reconsider it sometimes if it's not working, if it's changing, mm. if, they're, if it's not matching up, if it's sounding a bit odd. And that's when utilizing imaging is, is, a, is a, a nice full time at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And so come back to the heel pain scenario, um, that might be one where I will image it if it's not acting in accordance with mm. how it typically would mm. do we need to consider some odd out of the you know like a low grade calcaneal stress response and, and things like that could be that could be even yeah. more weird and rare I've yeah. diagnosed a blood clot in the foot yeah. <laughs> once before years, yeah. years ago like you know the one in 10,000 type yeah. things and we, we just did a post on the Instagram talking about you know, when you're younger, a lot of the things you learn are quite black and white. You know, this presents as this, or do these tests and this can indicate this. So it's not always um, that black and white. Most things in health sit in that kind of gray area. So yes, something may be presenting to you, typical plantar heel pain following all the, the textbook answers, but if it's not responding, you know, that should kind of have your antennas up to think perhaps this this needs more imaging. Mm. And one thing I, I think, I don't know if physios like this, because we typically see a lot of chronic conditions. And a lot of the time, you know, we're seeing patients that have had, you know, care in the past, and it might be months, six months to a year where they've had this ongoing pain or, or really odd focal things that aren't matching up and they've never had anything imaged. Mm. So I would probably, one tip I would give to younger clinicians um, is maybe referring on earlier 
than what you think rather than waiting six to 12 weeks to see if there's going to be any improvement because you should see something pretty early on in a couple of sessions or I'm going to say a couple, maybe two to three to four sessions. And I know the sports docs are, are similar in their thinking. Yeah, having a plan and based on a hypothesis, mm. a working hypothesis, but yeah, have a low barrier for that changing you know mm. if you, and it's okay if you've gotten it slightly wrong um so you'll get you know we get better on the front end of um getting it accurate quickly mm. um so ha- treating the right thing first but yeah but then also as you said hanging on for something to something for a bit too long um is often a uh, a, a bit of an issue as well yeah and the fourth one you want to read this one out yeah so what is the structure and is it important um, yes. So, so coming back to MRIs, we know that MRI imaging is highly sensitive to lots of different things. Mm. It will show little mild, little bits of inflammation markers everywhere, particularly in the foot and the ankle. Mm. There's lots of fluid. Um, there's lots of things. And it doesn't necessarily... It, so it's potentially oversensitive a lot of the time. And the report that can come back with it can highlight lots of different things. Um, so is it important as to the finding? Does it match the clinical presentation? Hmm. Um, you've used an example here as well. Yeah, like the ultrasound for the Achilles tendon, I would say probably isn't as important to say the ultrasound for the forefoot where there's lots of intricate structures where the treatment maybe does change a little bit hmm. compared to an Achilles tendon where if it shows degeneration, sweet, that's pretty normal. Most people have that. I did want to add with all these questions as well when we're talking about imaging and patients coming to you with images as well i think as clinicians we maybe don't respect as much the importance that imaging has for patients as well because they think it's incredibly important it's easy for us to say no no don't worry about your x-ray ultrasound yes there's arthritis but it's sweet everybody has that don't worry for them it can be the narrative for them may be you know "I, i can't start running or i can't start going to the gym because i have this arthritis do you discuss the imaging results much with your patient and all the findings even if they are you know um, just normal findings I do um, and I get a sense as to how important it is to them mm. you need to get a read on that is if they're really focusing on it and bring it up it's important for them for me to work through it and explain mm. things mm. And I'll ask um, you know people will come to us with images and I'll yes. ask has, has anyone have you looked at these before and had them explained and if they you know, mention a disgruntled, no, no, I haven't at all. Can you can you tell me? Mm. Like, great, like that's nice. It's um it's good to work through things and yeah, give them reassurance. The other really common one with that is they'll come in and heel spurs. Heel mm. spurs on the X ray. Yeah. You know? And we yeah. know that about seventy percent of all people from some big old studies in the nineties, seventy percent of all people roughly have some form of a heel a spur, spur yeah. right? And um, yeah. on that lateral view of an X ray and it doesn't really matter that much. Mm. They'll always write it in a report and patients mm. always grab onto that. And it looks like it, I can see where they're coming from. It, you just see this yeah. big pointy bone and that's where they have pain and you're like I can really I can sympathize with them because I'm like I can see why you think that that is painful and you can't just dismiss what they're saying and say oh don't worry about that it's fine you know you've kind of got to meet them at their story and one thing that Dave Renfrew always says is trying to create doubt in their mind and an easy way I've found when people have heel pain on one side and they've got spurs on both which they can see with the x-ray just getting them to walk on their heel on the other side and they're like oh you know and showing them you would expect that to be sore with that spur so it's probably not the driver of the pain on the actual on the sore foot yeah yeah it's a good one that's a really good one yeah anything else you'd add to the imaging um 
I think, again, if we're specifically speaking to students here, um, learning the basics about each modality, understand Mm. their indications, their uses, um, how they work, just know the basics. um, Where to go for them as well. Where to go for them. Um, As a student, you basically need to rope learn them at this stage because you don't get the... and, And really hang on to the opportunities in clinic when you're with patients where we do utilize them a bit um, because the, the, the opportunities are often few and far between in student life. So you do need to just rote learn them and understand them a bit um, because they're certainly necessary when you first start to graduate and um, and utilize them where you actually get to really understand them through practice of using them. So um, mm. yeah, that's my only say. Yeah, nice. Oh, my final thing to add is that, sorry, my final thing to add is that imaging is is a really good tool in the tool belt but it is just one and obviously always taking in the imaging with the clinical picture your subjective history your objective your non-weight bearing your weight bearing tests and all taken in together and knowing that imaging can't um it can't tell you where the pain is or what's the driver of the pain it just tells you what's going on in the body good stuff awesome mate talk to you next week cheers